Welcome to the Engineer Soft Skills Podcast. My mission is to help engineers develop their soft skills and break through the barriers of social anxiety to show up more boldly at work, create awesome friendships, improve their dating and relationships, and build lives that they love. Hey there, welcome to the Engineer Soft Skills Podcast. This is your host, Dylan Reed. And today I have a great episode for you, which is all about how to have difficult conversations. And we all know that this is an important thing to learn. The ability to have difficult conversations is paramount to our success in life, to our financial success, to our relationship success, to our ability to, with a partner, be able to talk about things that come up for us that we know are topics that have been slightly agitating to us or a bit of an issue for us, and we want to hash it out with the person. It is helpful in friendships, our ability to discuss things that we find to be issues for us or that we would like to have more of for us, or to express our wants and our needs and our feelings and things that can be anxiety-provoking for us. The ability to just step up and start expressing that is so liberating and so genuinely helpful in life. So let's get into it. How do you go about having difficult conversations? And the first thing I want to get into is pre-planning the conversation. So before you begin talking to the person, there are a few things that I think are important to get into. First of all, what do you want? When you think about having a difficult conversation, and it could be helpful right now to think of what is a difficult conversation that I want to have with somebody. I know for me, some that I think of were having a mentorship conversation with a guy at work who I really expect, really respected. And that was a bit scary for me. I, I didn't know if he'd be open to that. I didn't know if he would be giving me critical feedback. That was scary for me. Another one that I can think of was with a friend of mine who I had had this relationship that there were moments of tension. There were, we had a great relationship throughout high school and then you know, we went our separate ways for college, we went to different places, and then we moved back and things were different between us. And it seemed like he, it seemed like we had grown apart, but it was, there was some awkwardness between us and I, I didn't want that. And I sat down and had a difficult conversation with him. Another one that I can think of in my own life was in a relationship and I wanted to specify what I wanted. I wanted something that wasn't as... I got the sense that she wanted something that was serious and that was moving faster and that was moving toward that marriage, you know, family type of dynamic more quickly than what I wanted. And it took a difficult conversation to hash that out, to say, okay, what specifically is it that you want? Here's where I'm at right now. Okay, what do we do going forward? And... Yeah, having the ability to have these difficult conversations again and again, even if it's not the result that I was hoping for, even if the people didn't immediately jump up and say, yeah, I want the exact same thing you do. This is no problem. Let's let's do exactly what you want, Dylan. That didn't always happen. But I was happy every time I had one of these conversations because I at the very least knew, okay, here's where you're coming from. 
and now we kind of understand each other and now we can work with that rather than just being in these sort of fuzzy different places and kind of being passively passive aggressive and getting annoyed with what the other people are with their actions that they're taking and the idea that they're not saying what they might be thinking again these conversations are great to have so pre-planning the conversation what do you want what would be an unacceptable outcome to you if they were to respond in a particular way what could they respond with that would be entirely unacceptable for you and would require you to walk away from that relationship whether it would be you're asking for a raise at your work and they respond with okay here's what we're willing to offer you and that's it's not in the realm of acceptability for you so you ask for more and then they don't hit it and then maybe at that point it is worthwhile and reasonable to walk away the next thing in terms of pre-planning would be Thinking about how the conversation might come across to the other person. So when you bring this particular topic up, is this going to be out of nowhere? Are they going to be blindsided by this? Is it going to be something that's really anxiety-provoking for them? Because odds are, if you feel like you have to build up the courage to have this conversation with them, it might be similarly anxiety-provoking for the other person. So think about that. And how can you sort of ease the dialogue how can you sort of ease them into it and and prepare them for that so that they so they're ready when the time comes to have this difficult conversation and finally in terms of pre-planning in terms of what you can do before you're actually in the conversation to prepare for it is to feel whatever comes up in your body if you can allow the feelings that are going to that you know are going to come up and you can sort of visualize this conversation happening beforehand and then feel the feelings that will be there and then take action regardless of whatever comes up. Because if we don't do this planning beforehand, if we don't visualize the conversation and feel the feelings that we know we're going to feel, well, the feelings might hit us and then it's like, oh God, this is, this is hard, this is uncomfortable, I don't like this, and then we move away. But if we can develop this capacity to be like, okay, yeah, these are probably the feelings that are going to be there. And maybe they get a little bit more intense when you have the actual conversation. But you've developed that capacity to feel them. You've developed the capacity to sit with them and to take action in spite of it and to keep the conversation going in spite of tough feelings. Okay, so now you're in the conversation. What can you do to, to make sure that it goes great? What can you do to set yourself up for success? Number one is to set the tone. And I talked a little bit about this, but making sure that you make it clear to the other person that this is going to be a bit of a more serious dialogue. You might, when you approach them, say, hey, I want to talk to you about something. Do you have a moment to, to talk about something that's a little bit more serious? Because if you break right from you guys are just goofing around about baseball or you're talking about desperate housewives or whatever, and then you break right into you personally decide, okay, now's the time. Now's the time to have that conversation. They're not necessarily going to be ready for it. They're not, that's going to throw them. It's going to, they're going to maybe have their guard up because you entirely just threw them off. Instead, prepare them a little bit. 
let them know that it's going to be a more serious dialogue or that the the emotional context is about to shift. The next, and I find this to be a critical piece of information, a critical thing to remember when you have difficult conversations, is to only use facts and your own feelings. Because this allows you to not be accusatory, and this takes you out of the realm of things that can be argued with. Because the other person can have different opinions on certain things. But when you are talking about facts, it's hard to have a, a counter opinion to a fact. And when you talk about your own feelings, you know whether or not they make sense, whether or not they're logical, feelings don't have to be logical or rational. And you can bring up, okay, here's how I felt about that situation. And the other person will at least understand that. So a great format that I find is to say, okay, when you did, you know, this, I felt this emotion. So when you did fact, I felt emotion. When you, another way to say this would be when, or an example of saying this would be when you criticized me about the way that I was saying my presentation, I felt a little bit worthless, and I felt less than, and I felt like you didn't like me. And whether or not this resonates with the other person, whether or not they realized it, this is true for you. And you're not giving them things that they can argue with. An example of saying something that they could argue with would be, hey, you were being a jerk. Because when you say something like that, that's not necessarily true. That's kind of your opinion. That's your perception of things. But that's not entirely factually correct. So they would probably have a reaction to that like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Hey, that ain't true. (laughs) Whereas if you just say, hey, when you did this thing that you definitively did and we both agree that you did i felt this way and just in doing that and and in being vulnerable with how you felt about that thing it will allow them to to see exactly where you're coming from exactly what hurt you exactly what you would like to be better in the future now after you say this what happens after you say this is Remain open, and this is sort of an energetic thing. This is sort of a a way of being. So rather than whatever they respond with, rather than pushing back or fighting or defending yourself, which can often be the natural response in this situation, just be open. Because when you fight or when you push back, their natural response is to fight you, is to have this push-pull, this punch-for-punch conversation in fact when you totally another way of being would be to rather than fighting is to totally cower and fear the negative things that they say and that's also ineffective and likely to draw more criticism that response would be likely to draw out of that person oh they they're kind of cowering in fear okay well that means that that what i'm doing is is correct and i'm at the top of this power dynamic and i should keep pushing But instead, if you're just open and you're accepting of what they're saying, but you're still owning what you're saying, that is a powerful place to be coming from. When you confidently 
openly own a mistake and give the other person nothing to push against. You're not saying, you're not defending yourself. You're not saying, well, yeah, okay, I made that mistake, but it was Billy's fault and Jimmy's fault. But instead you're just saying, you know what? I, frankly, I made a mistake. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry for it. I wish it hadn't have happened, but it happened. The past is the past and I'm, I'm going to learn from it. I'm going to adjust going forward, but I made that mistake and I'm going to fix, I'm going to fix it. That's a much less likely place to get criticism from because there's nothing for them to push against. When you're not giving some, them something to fight against, but you're just owning what happened, and you're owning your own mistakes and your own flaws and your own vulnerabilities and your own potential criticisms, that's a powerful place to be coming from. And finally, prepare for continual check-ins. Oftentimes, because these conversations are so hard, we can feel like, okay, I had that conversation. It was tough. But now I'm over the hump. Now it's over. Now we had that thing. We talked about it once, so we should be good. Instead, prepare to just continually check in on that thing. It doesn't have to be as intense as the first time. It doesn't even have to be super intense. But rather than just having the conversation once, where we can have a tendency to want to talk about these things once and hope that it's just resolved things forever, well, that's not always the case. Be prepared to just revisit the issue Check in again, gently but directly. And, you know, you might... Uh, I talked about talking with a friend about our relationship and how there were things about it that weren't working for me and and how I wish it were better. Well, yeah, that was... The first time we talked about that, that was tough, and that was a dialogue that was brought up and it didn't cure things right off the bat. So just checking in and being like, hey, you know, I, I know we talked about that thing that one time. Um, yeah, how's that sitting with you? Do you do you feel like we're we're sort of making positive changes? Do you is is anything coming up for you that that could still be better? And just that simple check in, just doing that on somewhat of a regular basis, you know, maybe it's every couple of weeks or once a month or however often feels right for you. But continually checking in. All right, guys, so that was today's episode. I want to just recap that for you guys. So first of all, difficult conversations, they're so important to have. And we want to pre-plan the conversation. And a few ways we can do that is to prepare our desires for that conversation. What do I want in this conversation? Also, to think about how the conversation might come across for the other person and to prepare what we think might be their reaction, and to be ready for that. And then to feel whatever comes up in our body. To prepare for the fact that this is not going to be comfortable, and maybe to, to prepare your body to feel that stuff beforehand. Then, when you're in the conversation, set the tone. Make it clear that this will be a little bit of a different conversation, a little bit of a more serious dialogue. Then, again, just use facts and feelings. Here are the facts of the situation, and here were my feelings about it, rather than things that the person can argue with, that the person might feel defensive about. Just, here's the facts of what happened, and here's how I felt about it. Next is to remain open. Rather than pushing and fighting and being defensive, or 
cowering and being afraid of what they're going to say. Just sitting there and allowing whatever comes up to come up. Not fighting, but also not cowering. And finally, preparing for continual check-ins. So rather than thinking that this, I did the difficult conversation. Yeah, I did it. It's over. It's done with. Being ready to just check in. How was that for you? What are you you feeling about this situation? Do you feel like we resolved that? Do you feel like things are still coming up for you? What's going on with you? And those continual check-ins can be fantastic. All right. So that is today's episode on how to have difficult conversations. This is an excellent thing to do in your engineering career, in your social life, in your dating life, in all sorts of just social realms where we have these interpersonal relationship issues, it can be so often to have difficult it's so awesome to have difficult conversations. And think of what that might be for you. Think where am I avoiding a difficult conversation in my life right now? And you know, I'm not saying you have to do it today. That might be asking a lot, but just think on it. Okay, how could I open this, open up this dialogue? Because so often we think opening up that dialogue is going to be horrible. It's going to result in the other per- person resenting me. They're going to leave me forever. And yet we find that when we dive into that conversation, the other person's very open, very receptive to it, and things get better when you bring it up. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Engineer Soft Skills Podcast. You are awesome. You're a legend if you made it this far listening to this episode. And I appreciate and respect you. Have an excellent day. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Engineer Soft Skills Podcast. If you're interested in more, you can go to engineersoftskills.com to check out more videos, podcasts, articles, and to download a free PDF called The Ultimate Guide to Soft Skills. This is a 25-page ebook covering the best of what I've learned on how to level up your soft skills to improve your social life, dating life, and career. Again, thank you for listening.